0: Welcome to the Creative Cantina Podcast, where we believe you can't grow a business you love around a lifestyle you hate. I'm your host and business coach, Cassie Schmidt. I spent years missing out on life in my pursuit of arbitrary definitions of success. After a massive wake-up call in 2015, my mission became clear. I'm here to help creative entrepreneurs refocus on what truly matters to them and find a way to achieve it sustainably. Running a business doesn't have to be synonymous with burnout, and believe it or not, it is possible to grow your income and impact without giving up everything you love. So cheers to mixing up new ideas with a splash of strategic action and a little room for you to add your own creative twist. Welcome to the new year, friend. I am so excited to dive into some of these creative business predictions I have for this year. So excited, in fact, I don't really want to give a long, drawn-out intro to this, so let's just get started, shall we? Prediction number one, businesses with well thought out, intentional client experiences will continue to get ahead, but not just good experiences, personalized ones. Think about it. We've already seen this consumer behavior shift to a preference for personalized or custom solutions and recommendations. Spotify creates playlists based on your listening habits. Netflix gives suggestions based on what you've watched. People are literally swabbing their dog's cheeks and their own to get reports on their genetics. And even hair care lines like Pros are creating custom shampoos, conditioners, curl creams, all these different products with your name literally on the bottle. With algorithms, with tech to support this shift, consumers are craving more of these custom crafted experiences. And for your business, you might be thinking, well, I don't know how to do this. This could come through in a few different ways. First off, instead of just having like this huge packages PDF that you send to everyone once they inquire with a bunch of different options and you're asking them to choose and let them know, you know, let me know what you want to go forward with. You could just give starting prices and then shift your process to be more consultative, where you meet with them and you help build this like custom package of things that will meet their needs, coverage, whatever your business is, right? What they need. You're building this custom package. And I just want to be really clear as a side note this doesn't mean that you have to custom price every single client you talk to. You could have packages on the back end that you refer to um, that look more custom to them you're just listening and fitting them to the right thing but it makes them feel like you're helping build them a custom package when in reality in the back end you know like your seven hours this much your nine hours this much etc but again being a lot more consultative so less about them having to choose and let you know more about like let's talk through this and let me get you into the right experience with me this could also look like including in-depth questionnaires to really get to know your clients so that you can send, You know, a personalized, thoughtful welcome gift versus the same one to each person. And you can get even more personalized throughout the experience. With the gifts, I just want to be really clear it doesn't mean that you have to reinvent the wheel every single time. I used to actually make these mugs with my clients' logos on them, or I would make something that had something to do with their business that would make them giggle or some of their favorite things. So I would just tweak the idea of the same item. So for instance, I would send the logo to one client, but then another client who didn't really have a logo or they had enough logo stuff already, I sent them like the office themed mugs, you know, with the star behind them like they have in that episode from Kelly's party because they loved the office and that was so meaningful to them. So again, it doesn't have to be an entirely new item every time, but just tweaking it to fit their favorite color or ideas or things like that. And if you want to get really creative, another thing I've seen a copywriter do um, that it could be something like this is she created custom playlists for each of her clients. So she made these because she would listen to them while she was writing the copy to help her get into the right brand voice. But when the project was wrapped up, she would also send them that playlist on Spotify and say, here you go. So they could listen to it as well and kind of, again, get back into that mentality of their brand voice to help them write more effectively. So that was a really cool touch. But long story short, Try to think of ways that you can make your client experience not just smooth, not just wonderful and caring for these people, but really even more custom to each of your clients throughout 2024. I think it'll go a long way. Prediction two. Much to my dismay, I don't think AI is going anywhere. I don't think anyone has seen these like Terminator iRobot movies, I swear, right? Like, I know that sounds so paranoid and it makes me think of like, I feel like Nick Miller on New Girl because he's like so anti these, you know, technologies. And it was like the episode where he talked about the voice message or voice machine, you know, like, I I can be the secretary, like, all of you will come crumbling down with your technology once it comes to rule the world kind of thing. Um, So I always think of that. But I know it's going to be here. I know it's going to continue to grow. That said, I really do think people can tell the difference between something made by a robot and something that feels really authentic. And I think that people are going to start craving more realness. Now, I want to be clear because I, there are some incredibly accurate and like very hard to tell headshots out there that were created by AI. I think that visually it's very hard to tell the difference, but when we come from like a written standpoint standpoint again, there's just some things that AI can't do. And I think that when I say people are shifting to want more authenticity and realness, we've already seen this a little bit. You know, Instagram in particular used to be really heavy on educational content. And ever since AI came out and content creation got really easy with things like chat People are shifting away from wanting that kind of content. It just—it was so flooded so quickly because it was so easy to make that people are like, no, I don't really want the info-heavy content anymore. I want connection. I want entertainment. We're seeing these things happen. And those are human qualities. We live in the information age where answers are literally at the tips of our fingers. So we don't need them to be all the things we're consuming anymore on social media or through marketing platforms. So we have to think about what is the one thing AI really can't beat, right? What can't they do? And they can't be you. And they don't have your story. Since the beginning of time, storytelling has never gone out of style. And if you feel like you're listening to this and you're like, I don't have any cool stories to tell about my own life. Okay, first of all, you're wrong. I get it. I get where you're coming from. But you're wrong. Because how many times do I show up on social media? I'm like, I feel like I need to check in today. I don't have anything to share because I work from home. I mostly talk to my dog all day. Like, what do I even say? There's always something, there's always something small. It's incredible how invested we can get in someone else's story. Like for instance, this girl's fiddly fig, is it gonna make it? Can we find out what's going wrong with it? Like. I'm gonna be invested in that. I'm checking in. How's your plant doing, right? It's it's so silly how easily we can get invested in those little things. We are built for a connection. I mean, seriously, just think about it. Look at how quickly Elise Myers, right? She grew her account so fast through viral stories. And the stories were funny, sure. Like we might be listening to her and thinking like, I don't have any stories that interesting, but I'm sure you do. You just need to like drum them up. Uh, but simple and relatable stories are so, so, so powerful. So that's thing one. Thing two, if you really don't have any stories that you can tell about yourself, your own life, things you've been experiencing lately, aha moments, whatever, tell stories about your clients. Going back to this questionnaire from my prediction one, like if you can get to know more about your clients, you can give us case studies of before and afters, what happened when they worked with you and after what led them to want to work with you in the first place those stories are relatable and help us identify if if we should work with you too if you work with couples tell me how they met i want to hear their story i want to get invested in their love i want to hear about their wedding day i want to hear about their dog like give me those little itty bitty details i can't tell by just looking at your work you know but again tell those behind the scenes stories and it doesn't even have to be about your client it could be about the process of working with them like This is based off a true story of one of my very wonderful friends. Did you get lost in a national park because you missed the shuttle and were stuck hiking in the dark back to your car a couple miles? Did that happen to you? Because that's entertaining. Um, Did you have to cold DM like 40 people to get this one dream opportunity? Like we wanna hear about it. What happened? How'd it go? Were you scared? I wanna know. I just wanna become invested in you and your clients like characters in a movie. So share this stuff with us, right? Like it's valuable. That's the stuff that AI can't produce. Prediction three, referrals and reviews are going to become increasingly important for a few reasons. One, human behavior tells us there's safety in numbers. It's why people will assume one restaurant is better than the other because there's a long line out the door versus like empty seats. But if one of our friends tells us that they had a good experience, we will deem a decision less risky, right? Like if it's been tried and true, we're going to be more likely to do that because there's a lot of effort in doing all the research. In fact, according to techreport.com, 91% of millennials purchase a product because they trust a friend's referral. This is why affiliate marketing has gotten so huge. So this is going to continue to happen. Now, for us small business owners, affiliate marketing might not make a lot of sense. So that's not what I'm suggesting, but... It is important to create these experiences that make people want to talk about them. It's important to get reviews. It's important to get these referrals. So the other part of this is that with AI making content creation so easy, like I mentioned before, don't even get me started on how this isn't plagiarism. This drives me nuts. But anyways, it's getting harder and harder to know if someone is actually knowledgeable about the topic that they share or the thing that they serve um, and the thing that they sell, Or if they're just super good at using AI prompts, right? So instead of risking getting duped, I think reviews are going to become super important to consumers. If others had a good experience, we probably will too. And this is why, again, like I said, client experience is going to become so vital, which is why it was my number one prediction. Gone are the days of just taking someone's word for it. According to Bright Local, 81% of consumers use Google to evaluate local businesses, and on the back end of this too, as business owners, we know that having good reviews as a business on Google helps prop up our SEO. It helps build our brand credibility and our legitimacy. If we don't have good reviews, Google's like, ah, I don't know if I really trust this business, don't want to show their your, their search results is high. If you haven't made Google reviews a focus this year or last year or the year before, or you haven't made it a focus in your business ever, I'm really going to highly recommend that you make that a priority in the next month. It's super easy, it's low effort, low hanging fruit, really highly impactful way to grow your business in the coming year. And then, lastly, I feel like business owners and consumers are really starting to get burnt out from social media. So it's designed to hook us, right? So we're hooked, but we hate that we're hooked. And I really feel like with more and more data coming out about what it's doing to our mental health and how it's making us all feel. We notice it. We don't need data to tell us that. We are going to see more and more people fighting back. And I think we've already seen this a little bit with businesses pulling back from it, finding other solutions to grow their business, uh, consumers going, I'm setting screen time. Like We all want less time on this app. And so having other places where people can hear about your business or read about how other people experience your business is going to be huge. And really quick, before I move on to my final prediction, I want to passionately speak to you for just one minute. After years and years of helping one-on-one coaching clients get more efficient in their processes, build incredible client experience to help them sell out their services literally one to two years in advance, and this is after major price increases, and save them time, I turned my framework that I used with them into a course called systems that sell. This is not the first time you've heard me talk about this. If you've listened to any of my podcasts, but I was so sick of courses collecting digital dust because they were too overwhelming. There was too much in them. They were never finishable. Like it was just, I'm sick of that. So I made this course ridiculously succinct. Like there is only, I want to say that less than a couple of hours worth of modules in this course, you can finish it in, an, in just an afternoon. Like it's been finished in an afternoon. This is not me just saying you could do it like people have. So if you want 2024 to be the year where your clients feel so ridiculously cared for and that your business grows organically because of it, it starts here this course is so helpful I like it is the one thing I will passionately stand on like my my hill this is my hill to die on right I know this course is so impactful it increases confidence in the students that takes it take it it helps the processes become so much more efficient that you just have more time to live clients feel better about it because there's no questions or confusion throughout the entire thing everything's really clear and they feel just again super taken care of taken care of and it's it's like this high-end experience you've been craving, right? That's what you finally produce, but in a way that's really unique to you. So if that's something you're interested in, check the show notes for more details, but I'm gonna move on to prediction number four. Prediction number four is video marketing is gonna continue to climb, right? It's gonna be more and more popular, but I do think as we've already been seeing, there's going to be more of a transition into even more bite-sized info. Just a few years ago, you could post a video or a long post and people would read it. And that's still true for some, but to a lesser extent. Some social media experts are literally now saying that the optimal length of a reel is just three to seven seconds. In fact, I've mentioned this before, but in the past 23, 24 years, our attention span has gone down by four seconds, right? It's like that was 33% has gone down, okay? Which is now less than that of a goldfish. And we've already seen engagement changes on content that is shorter or videos with like quick cuts and then the text that you see on the screen that changes as they talk like it's like one word at a time or it's highlighting one word at a time because it's keeping your brain engaged by doing that. It feels like reels are going to be following the same progression as children's cartoons, right? Remember how normal paced shows like Franklin and the Bernstein bears were back in the day. Like it didn't feel super different from life. Like I could watch the TV and then turn and watch something in the room and they would be pretty similar. Now we have Melon That's like putting our kids into some sort of addictive, hyper stimulated trance. Well, I think the same thing is happening to adults as they scroll 50 different reels that only last three to seven seconds each, and they don't even realize they've gone through 50 different reels, right? Like, we become hyper stimulated. We become more addicted to these things because we want that constant stimulation in our brain, and we're not sure what to even do with ourselves. Like, we don't know what to do with our hands. Well, we're just sitting. Like, we can't just sit anymore. And so, I think we are going to in terms of application, see less and less info on reels themselves and more of them being used as like a hook or an invitation into more information. So either getting someone into the caption, which we've seen like, oh, here's the problem and check the caption. And then you have to listen to the same audio 47 times, right? Because they want to get your watch rates up. So it's three seconds long. And while you read the whole thing, you've watched it technically 40 times. Anyway, think we'll get more people going to the captions for information. But even more than that, I think we're also starting to see we have different behaviors based on the platform we're on. One of the biggest reasons I wanted to have a podcast is because I hate character limits. And I have, you know, sometimes a lot to say when I'm trying to educate someone on something. And I don't have the attention span from everyone, right? It's the attention economy. I don't have that when I'm on social media. So I need to get them to my podcast so I can really expand and help make an impact. So I think we'll start to see more of the like lazy consumer behavior where it's like, I don't even wanna go to your link in bio anymore. Like I wanna comment link and get the link sent immediately because if you don't, I'm gonna forget because you were 47 reels ago now, right? I think everything's gonna keep moving in that hyperspeed, unfortunately. I'm, I wanna push against it, but I'm one person, right? Um, so anyway, I think that we are going to see these reels start to be used as just, again, the, the hook to get someone to a different platform, to a different part of the platform, to blogs, podcasts, etc. cetera. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's a bummer. I feel like attention span and patience are going hand in hand, and I don't love the way it's moving, but I think that it's happening, and whether we like it or not. And I know that you're probably thinking as you listen to this, like, oh, none of these predictions are revolutionary, right? Cool. Same page, right? I don't think any of these things are things that you couldn't have thought of or haven't thought about yourself. No matter how much time goes by, here's what I'll say. Human nature doesn't change all that much. It really doesn't. We compare ourselves to the rest of the pack. We find safety in numbers. We crave connection. And we just want to feel valued at the end of the day. And business is all about people. So if you know people, you know business. Don't overcomplicate it. You can get a pretty good idea of what's coming next as long as you're in tune with people. So that's all I have for you today, but cheers to 2024 and all the challenges and blessings it brings your way.